name of this story is called A Smooth Summer Day in L.A. It's the story of how I met Marianne. Wow. Look at those toes on this girl. They're beautiful. There's no way she's as pretty as those toes. I will slowly glance up and see what the world will reveal. Wow. She's gorgeous. And it looks like she's about to stop and talk to me. I was looking at Marianne. Marianne Nicole Natale. Irish Italian girl out of Boston. I was sitting back in a chair in the front party area of this really cool Mexican restaurant in Venice, California. All the guys from my job were hanging out for our Friday ritual of counting on how many of the boss's margaritas we could throw back in the next eight hours of drinking. He always said, if you give me 60 hours in four days, I don't care what you do for the other three. And believe me, he would get us good and ready to enjoy them each and every Friday. One week before, we had, he had treated all the boys to a weekend in Laughlin, Nevada. It's kind of a out-of-the-way place. It's like uh, Las Vegas, but a little bit more, um, shall I say, uh, remote. Right on uh, a big, giant lake. Beautiful. Red clay sand hills. Right on the middle of uh, the border between Nevada and Arizona. We had our own floor in the Laughlin Hotel and flew in on a private plane. We had a couple of boats and a number of jet skis. The temperature in the daytime was between 115 and 120 degrees. We stayed on the lake and stayed drunk. We had the time of our lives. I had not been with a woman for over nine months, taking a vow of celibacy for myself. The world had gotten too crazy and I wanted nothing to do with women sexually. But while I was there, I met this girl named Shay, tanned, young, working in the hotel, and did a private pole dance for me in the local club they call the Loser's Lounge. No one went around. That's where you go after you lose all your cash. <laughs> she drove me to her home, which was across the river, where all the workers lived kind of like a, a mobile home enclave I met her brother her daughter and saw all the lovely lace outfits she must have saved for when she met the man who would finally come and take her away from all this we went back to the hotel and up to my room I remember happily running by my best buddy at the time on the way to the room he was with some girl playing slots in the lobby I could see in his eyes that he thought I might be lucky and I thought you know what? He might just be right. We got to the room and went to sit outside on the balcony. We talked for what seemed like hours. We touched and we kissed a little. But when we went inside, she began to hold back. She said, guys like you come here all the time. And once the weekend's over, you're gone forever. Well, I had not had sex for over nine months and finally thought I was ready. It was so nice to think a hot girl like this wanted me. So I gave her my home phone number, showed her my ID, and wrote down my address and promised to send for her as soon as I got home. We slept together that night, but we did not have sex. We just held each other. I don't think either one of us got any sleep. We were both wondering if something real could actually happen. 
like two scared children waiting for the morning light to get rid of the boogeyman in the closet. So I returned home, we spoke a couple of times, and I made it seem like it would only be a short time before I sent for her. The truth was, I was broke. I was not good at being a salesperson at the time. The other guys were making money hand over fist. She probably thought I was too. So I was feeling a bit guilty and I was trying to figure out how to tell her the truth. I could not. So I kept delaying. On Wednesday, I told her that I was going on a day trip out of town. But we'd be back on Friday and she could reach me at a different number. The number was the pay phone at the Mexican bar restaurant that we all went to every Friday called the Baja Cantina. I thought I would either make enough money to buy her a ticket to come or have had enough margaritas to tell her the truth. I was broke and living on my dad's couch. So here I was. Friday had come and we were all there. I had just started drinking. Boys were laughing and it was only 11 a.m. The weather was great. It had to be about 80 degrees and no wind. We were out front and it was awesome. Bikers, skaters passing by, a few cars, Porsches, Mercedes, BMWs and more. And I'm sitting here thinking I was just lucky to be hanging out with the crowd. I'd forgotten all about that phone call and was just soaking up the sun sitting back in my chair wearing shorts and drinking a margarita. That's when it happened. I could barely see over my glass. I noticed these hot pink toenails. This is long before all the girls' feet were a priority, and I had long been a toe man. I'm thinking, no way is she gonna be as beautiful as those toes. The more I stared, the closer those toes came. And then all of a sudden, they were right next to me and not moving. I looked up and I was breathless. She was all I ever dreamed of. The tan skin, the dark hair, her bright eyes, and those legs, slender arms. I barely noticed a man seemed to be just behind her. She was staring directly in my eyes as if to silently ask, what are you fucking looking at? (laughs) I was at a loss for words. So she said, are you with him? Oh no, so I said, are you with him? She smirked and said, while pointing at my buddy, are you with him? And then she grabbed the hand of her friend and went inside. I just laughed and kept on drinking. I thought to myself, nice toes. It just made me feel that this was gonna be a good day. Unknown to me, she was on a blind date. The young man had flown down from Oregon that day just to meet her. I later found out that it was gonna be that it, was, that, it, that it went bad and she couldn't stand him. Her frustration was so high, she took him back to her house, packed his stuff and drove him directly to the airport. She decided to return to the bar that we were at. And I guess it was about an hour, hour or so later, I did not notice her return. By that time, all the boys were laughing, drinking and telling way too many stories to notice anyone. We were all sitting in a circle. This girl, Marianne, unknown to me, was at the payphone right behind us, calling a girlfriend and asking her to come down and keep her company. Yeah, this was the day where cell phone bills uh, for one month were like $3,000. So people were dropping quarters and payphones. As she wrapped up her call, the phone next to her started ringing. 
She answered it, and it was another girl's voice. She says, hello. And the girl says, is Steve there? And then May says, where are you calling? And the girl answers, I thought I was calling a party, and I'm looking for a guy named Steve. Marianne tells her that this is a bar. She said the girl said she was sorry and wanted to hang up. However, May told her to hold on and explain that a bunch of guys were sitting right in front of her. She asked the girl to describe Steve. She said the girl was nervous and May told her that there was nothing to be nervous about. She asked her, is he black? And the girl answered, yes. Then May says, does he wear a ponytail? And the girl says, no. He wears his hair short. Most of my buddies have ponytails. It was the power look at the time. So May says, I know just who he is, and then asks the girl, does he have a nice butt? She tells May, oh yeah, girl, he has a real nice butt. So May tells her to hold on and walks up behind me. She taps me on the shoulder and asks, are you Steve? I say yes, and she says, you have a phone call. I did not remember that she was the girl with the toes. So I take the call, but the whole time that I'm on the call, this girl who tapped me on the shoulder was staring at me the whole time. She just stood there right behind me. I would turn my back to her and she would walk around and stare me right in the face. Finally, I was wrapping up the call and I told Shay, the girl from Nevada, I love you. As soon as I hung up the phone, Marianne says to me, you lied. I said, what? She said, you lied. You don't love her. You don't even know her. I said, who are you? And I walked away. (laughs) Not thinking much of the incident, I went back to drinking with my boys. As the night wore on and the alcohol made the night seem like a dream, I found myself inside the bar and staring at this really good looking, dark haired and tan girl sitting with her taller friend. The friend did not seem that friendly, but the dark haired girl looked so inviting. I mean, she was sexy, not just good looking, but sexy in a way that I had not known before. Her eyes were bright, her smile was bright. Yeah, she was white, but in a dark and wonderful way. I decided to invite them to sit outside with us and have some drinks. Girls, you are more than welcome to come outside and sit with us and have some margaritas. They said that they might, and I walked outside and continued to enjoy the wonderful summer night. The margaritas and my friends. The sounds of joy and alcohol were reveling in the air. The boys had the girls pinned in and they were loving it. I sat alone in the middle of the revelry and stared blankly at the stars in the summer setting LA sky. It was gorgeous that night. The sky went from a dark blue pastel to a purple in the center, to a maroon and purple haze on the horizon, and the stars dotted the ceiling of the earth like a planetarium. Just as I was drifting into this haze of mine, up pops the sexy, dark-haired girl from the bar. She says, hi, can I sit with you? Sure, I said. I was excited inside. I kept wondering how I got so lucky. We talked for a while about, I don't know, what and then my friend tried to butt in on the conversation but this dark-haired beauty excused herself turned to him and said sorry i don't mean to be rude but i'm talking to steve at that moment i knew she was truly listening to me and i was amazed i asked her if she was really listening to me and she said yes i am 
I suggested that I stop talking bullshit and try to really get to know her. She said, okay, I'm Marianne. I said, I'm Steve. She says, it's very nice to meet you. We continued to talk throughout the night, drinking. And I don't know exactly what happened, but at that moment, it just seemed like I was in a dream. Things were just racing through my head and the words were going over around and around and and it just it just felt so wonderful but at the time my buddy well he was a very successful salesperson but he had an ankle bracelet on the boss was paying the LA district attorney ten thousand dollars a month to keep his butt out of jail because he was producing like fifty thousand dollars in commissions a month he had just put together a brand new model convertible Porsche custom made and he had to get home before the little alarm on his ankle went beep 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 and all of a sudden the cops would be picking him up at his house so he's like Steve we gotta go so I told May it was really nice to meet her and I hope to see her again I got her phone number and me and my buddy go and get in the Porsche I look him in the eye and I say man I don't know something something is happening here I got to go inside and ask this girl a question. Do you mind? He looks at me, shakes his head like, no, man, go ahead and do it. No worries. I walk inside. She's sitting at the bar with her friend. I tapped her on the shoulder and I said, I just got to know. And she goes, know what? I got to know what it feels like. May I kiss you? And she says, absolutely. And I gave her a kiss. I said, thank you. And I walked out and got back in the Porsche. I'm sitting there and my boy starts the car up and I say, man, I got to go back in one more time because if what I just felt is what I've just felt, this is the one. He said, man, no problem, man. Go on. We'll get home when we get home. I'm like, cool. I walked back in. I walked up to her. I tapped her on the shoulder and I said, I got to know. She says, no problem. And I kissed her one more time. There's a lot more to this story. Um, The part that I will tell you is, is the next day I got up, I looked at her number. I'm sitting on my dad's couch thinking that I have no money, no car, struggling broker. And I balled up her number and threw it in the trash can because I didn't think I deserved to have that girl. I got on the bus. I went down to the beach Spent most of the day at the beach just walking around Venice and sitting on the sand and got on the bus and went back home to my dad's house. And I thought to myself, damn it, I deserve this girl. I took the number out the trash can. I unballed it and I called her on the phone and I said, hi, this is Steve. She's like, hi, I am so glad you called. I have guests right now, but if you give me 30 minutes, I'll call you right back. i like, okay. I was sitting there thinking she had blown me off and that I was an idiot for taking that number out of the trash can. Lo and behold, 30 minutes later, she called me back. I told her the story about how I crumbled up the number and gave her a call and told her that I deserved to talk to her. And she said that she had been thinking about me all day and was hoping that I really had the courage to give her a call. 
The story of me and Marianne goes on for years. It's pretty complicated. But I got to tell you. I've been a very lucky man in my life when it comes to love. I've probably been in love three or four times. Love at first sight. Over a 40 year period. If that sounds like a lot. It's a lot because falling in love one time is a blessing. Falling in love two times with someone who has real chemistry, who's really in touch with you, who really gets to know you, where your body and soul and your heart is willing to sell out for the relationship is beyond anything I can ever describe. Maybe on another podcast, I'll tell you about another love in my life, but I thought I would share that one summer day in L.A. This is Steve Butler with 2230 Redondo Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful night, a wonderful year, and a wonderful life.